Are you worried about what's in your tap water? It's been on our radar for some time, but it's something we've never had time to dig into. But a study that came out this summer made us realize we had to give it a deeper look. Approximately half of America's tap water contains PFAs, also known as forever chemicals, that can up your risk of cancer and disrupts hormones. There are other contaminants in water too, so what can you do at home to limit your exposure? What filters really work? Let's dive in. Today we are talking about water, which is a topic we've talked about before. We've talked about electrolytes in water. We've talked about the importance of staying hydrated for your memory and for your mood, which we'll give a couple more like specific tidbits there so that everybody understands why we want to talk about this topic as much as we do. But more specifically today, we are talking about tap water. How safe is your tap water? What's in your tap water? Mm -hmm. What's in our tap water? What's in listeners' tap water? Mm -hmm. And if you don't like what's in your water, what you can do about it. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, this is a topic I have known pretty much ever since I had kids, so 16 years now that I've known in the back of my head, I really need to look into this. And I really need to just get a water filter installed in my house or something. Something. Yeah. Yes. I'm with you. I've gone through phases of filtering water and not filtering water. And I use the filtered water in my refrigerator, which now I'm going to go home and look at that filter. Well, I'm sure it's not doing enough. I've also wondered how, I mean, I, I swear I get my water that we drink, but I've also wondered, is this a good quality water filter at yeah. all? Yeah. You know? And could I put a better one in the little spot where the filter goes anyway in yeah. my fridge. I don't know. For all I know, those are like brand, you know, know, brand yeah. specific or something. Okay. So, so why are we talking about the safety of our drinking water? <laughs> we are talking about the safety of our drinking water beca mostly because a study, or I guess it was the results of a survey came out not that long ago. Like, July, I think? Yeah. June, July? This summer. It got no press. None. Barely. I missed it until you brought it up like a week later. And we know why it got no press. Uh-huh. Because it wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> the results weren't good for America's tap water. Exactly. So what they found was that at least 45% of our country's tap water supply harbors at least one, if not more, PFAS. Okay. Is that Pifas. how – I know we always say, like, is that how you say it? We've talked about them before when we talked about we, cookware. Yeah. I think that's I think that's how I said it, PFAS. Yeah. So I believe so. They're a group of chemicals. They're not just, like, one mm -hmm. chemical. Um, they're also known as POPs, persistent organic pollutants. Mm -hmm. And Which then – means they don't really go away. Exactly. Once they get in our soil and our water, they're there to say. You know, some other – contaminants or pollutants break down over the years pops don't no and PFAS are a type of pops also it's why people call them forever chemicals so they're not just in our water we talked about them in the cookware episode because they can be in some um, coatings in our pans specifically non-stick cookware um, they also can be in uh, fast food packaging um they're I in, mean, they're in, they're, they're, they're really in carpet. very they're abundant. In, they're everywhere. Yeah. I in think, everything we use. 
sofas, mattresses, like mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, like waterproof coatings on clothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the list. We don't want to get yeah. The list. The list, the list is long. Um, what's interesting though is that similar to cookware, we ingest PFAS in our water. Like, yes, you might sit on a couch or wear clothing. I'm not saying that those are acceptable sources, you know, that mm-hmm. the, or those are safe and this is not. But, like... We aren't eating our sofa covering. It's so true. <laughs> the only thing that might be eating the sofa covering is the dog. Yeah. Um, then he gets PFAS. Exactly. So, all right, what do we know Why about is this them? so concerning? Yes, why are they dangerous? And, you know, they really hadn't been monitoring these until recently. Yes. But... PFAS, and again, we talked about these in the cookware, what type of uh, the cookware episode and what the best type of cookware to use. That's a great one, y'all. So go listen to that if you haven't. Um, But they basically, they're known as endocrine disruptors, Mm -hmm. which means they disrupt hormones in your body, which can lead to reproductive effects such as decreased fertility. Um, and cause higher blood pressure in pregnant women. It can cause developmental effects or delays in children, including low birth weights, accelerated puberty, bone variations, behavioral changes, increase some risk of cancers, um, specifically prostate, kidney, and testicular cancers. Um, it reduces the body's ability of the immune system to fight infection. Um, it interferes with the body's natural hormones. It influences or it increases cholesterol levels and mm. may increase the risk of obesity. Um, also, they are thought to have a greater effect on children or like the smaller you are because when you think of it per pound of body weight, children drink more water, eat more food, and breathe more air than adults do when you think about it per pound of body weight which means their exposure to PFAS is higher from that perspective. Also, young children are crawling on floors, putting things on their mouth. So, you know, they may be chewing on the sofa covering. They may, yeah. And so Um, their exposure generally could be higher. Yeah, yeah. And I believe there was a study that came out maybe about a year ago that said it's estimated that PFAS, like if you drew blood, PFAS would be found in like 98% of the U.S. population. Yes. People. I, I don't remember the specific statistic, but yes, that it was like most Americans are going to have PFAS in their yeah. blood. Yeah. And it's also, you will find it PFAS um, like in breast milk mm-hmm. from mothers who have been exposed to PFAS. Or formula made with tap water. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, oh, yeah. maybe that's a whole like, darn it, when I was using formula, that's what I should have been doing. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Um, Too late. So anyway, it's not something we want in water. Um, And this is, it feels like getting these out of water, if we know how to do it, is one easy way to lessen our exposure. Yes, I totally agree. But then, so that's really what got us thinking about doing an episode on, you know, really how safe is our drinking water. Um, But then I've long wondered, like, what else is in my water? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, there are other things that you can, that will, are in water. You want me to go through those? Please, yes. Okay. So, first, if you are connected to any municipal or public water supply, they are required to do water quality testing. It looks like the minimum is once a year, um, or to publish water quality testing 
once a year based on what I found for Tuscaloosa Waterworks and Birmingham Waterworks. They only put one report out a year. Um, and the EPA has established cutoffs for things, mm -hmm. ranges. Mm -hmm. So like if levels of certain bacteria or chemicals or heavy metals are higher than a certain level, they will get flagged, that type of thing. Um, but there are other organizations out there that recommend or, or that believe that other things should be screened. Yeah, there's for. a lot of other contaminants in water that the EPA doesn't con isn't part of the EPA's regulations. Yeah, yet. like they really just don't pay much attention to. Also, and okay, and I hate to say this, I looked up Tuscaloosa and Birmingham water, and honestly, it was better than I expected. Okay? Yes, I think Birmingham I was a little better than Tuscaloosa, but again. Don't shoot me for saying this. I don't know that I really trust the local person in Tuscaloosa, Alabama that works for the city testing that water. Mm. Like, do they train it? Do they send it off? Do that, you know? And right. then again, we've had some, our local water. mayor is kind of shifty. And I don't know that I necessarily, like, we're kind of in a stage where a lot of people don't know if they really trust what comes what's published, what's put out yeah. directly from the city. Yeah. So um, there's that. But other things in water. <laughs> okay. So um, Consumer Reports did an article on this or did a study, and they took 120 samples from different water supplies around the country. And this was in 2021. And they looked for things, um, for kind of some of the worst things that you can find in water. So out of those 120 samples across the country, um, 118 of the 120 um, had levels of PFAS or arsenic above the recommended maximum. Mm. Arsenic's like a poison. Yeah. Yeah. So PFAS, arsenic. Also, lead is something that you can, that is found in water sometimes, particularly when you have older pipes. Um, you don't want any lead in your water at all. No, ever. And lead was found in 118 of the 120 samples across the country. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's say PFAS specifically, they were found in 46 out of the 120 samples. Arsenic, specifically, was found in 10 out of the 120 samples. That makes me feel a little better, actually. I mean, arsenic yeah. is really bad, but... Lead, 118 out of 20. Those are the only specific ones they pull out. Um, but um, there are also other things you may find in there are, like, pesticides, mm -hmm. herbicides and pesticides in there. Mm -hmm. um, that and then also chlorine treatment byproducts, which I've kind of always wondered that they use uh, chemicals, yeah, specifically chlorine chemicals to treat the water to clean the water, right? But which is great that you're cleaning it, but that's putting chemicals in. Where do those chemicals go, right? You know, right? Um, and so the chemicals used to disinfect water. Um, have been linked to possibly causing cancer and reproductive problems if present in high amounts. Hmm. My God. So, so you know how how do you know if your water system is safe? Um, 
you know, you should be able to go to your local water system online and they are required to publish a report. Now, um, and I read some stuff that said for most systems, especially large systems that serve more than 100,000 people, um, you have a greater likelihood that it is safe or safer. I guess maybe there's more eyes on it. Um, but again, you need to remember that things like PFAS and other some other chemicals that aren't part of the EPA's guidelines aren't measured mm-hmm. or aren't regulated. Mm-hmm. So you aren't going to get an alert. The newspaper isn't going to publish an alert that, you know, the treatment center got tagged for this violation because EPA doesn't have a guideline or regulation for it. Um, also, um, they said the rules about how often people have to monitor the water um, may mean that spikes in contaminants between tests can go undetected. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and also, they even said... I feel like said, I've heard stories about that, actually. Yeah. They even said local officials... I did not say this. Local officials could try to avoid submitting health-based violations to the state or EPA. Um or might not report, take the right samples, um, mm-hmm. or might not report samples showing violations. So just mm-hmm. putting that out there. If you feel like finding high quality supplements and natural healthcare products is like looking for a needle in a haystack, we've got the solution for you. Introducing Fullscript, a leading online platform that allows healthcare professionals like us to offer you a vast selection of professional grade supplements from trusted brands. With Fullscript, you can easily browse and order all your supplements in one place. I first discovered Fullscript when a healthcare practitioner recommended dietary supplements for my daughter. I was amazed at the quality of brands that I had access to on Fullscript, and I loved that I could get supplements for the entire family all on one site. The 20% discount didn't hurt either. Every product on Fullscript meets the highest quality standards. All undergo rigorous testing and are sourced from trusted manufacturers, ensuring safety and efficacy. Click on the Fullscript link in our show notes to get access to the Happy Eating Dispensary. Using this link will give you full access to all supplements available and gets you 20% off on every order. You'll also find recommendations for digestion, immunity, back to school, anti-aging, and women's health as well as the supplements that Briarly and I order on a regular basis. So you did also find another site that that listeners could go to to get a report on their water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Environmental Working Group, and where you may have heard them is with the Dirty Dozen, mm-hmm. the fruits and vegetables. I know it makes a lot of dietitians mad, but – and they are a little um, – they can be a little alarmist. A little zealous, a little enthusiastic about what they're doing. Yes, that's a much better yeah. way to put it. Um, they also have Skin Deep, so they have a lot of recommendations for skincare products. They have some great apps. Like, as a mother with children with autoimmune conditions, I really started relying on them more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have some great apps, like if you're looking for, like, makeup, sunscreen, that yes. kind of thing in there. Um, but they have a site, and I'm going to post it in the show notes, where you can go on their site, enter your zip code, and it will show all the contaminants in your water mm-hmm. based on their guidelines. And they have higher standards than EPA does. Right. 
They, so they're going to report all the contaminants they find, which may not be reported in your local water because they don't have to be reported to EPA. Um, and then they're going to show you how much higher they are than what they believe they should be. Yeah. So I'm going to link that in the show notes because it's a cool, it's a cool resource. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about what listeners can do right now that we've scared the ever living, you know, what out of them. But I also want to circle back and just remind them the importance of staying hydrated. Like, and when you think about it too, so we talked a little bit about like mixing formula in with water. We obviously on the podcast have talked a lot about the importance of, and the, 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 what we find helpful is mixing electrolytes with water. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then there's the basic thing, like think about like if you make coffee with your tap water. Yeah. Right? So there's a lot. It's not just plain water that we're talking about here. <clears throat> anyway, so I feel like everybody knows dehydration is dangerous. Um, but one of the things we've talked about before and that I think is important to remind people is that even being mildly dehydrated can be problematic. So, like, research has found that even just being dehydrated by, like, 1% or 2%, and if memory serves me, I'm pretty sure that that's, like, the amount of when you feel like you might be thirsty. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Um, I think so when you start feeling tired, I think that's around 2%. Okay. I think maybe close to one is when you start feeling thirsty. So it's delayed. I know that. Yes, it is delayed. Um, anyway, so being just one to 2% dehydrated can hinder your concentration and your attentiveness and your short-term memory. Um, I don't need any more of that. No. One of the tests or one of the studies that – I was reading was talking about um, taking water away or giving water to people before they took a test. And when they when they had mm. water before they took a test, they performed. It was I think it was like fourteen percent, but something like oh, that. Oh, Yeah, that's yeah. so simple. Oh yeah. Um, and then the other one is which this is one I remember the first time that Carolyn and I came across it. I was really surprised was that hydration actually staying hydrated drinking more water is associated with a lower risk of anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and in one so that like that is like all right full stop there and then there's a study where regular they took people who were regular water drinkers they limited their water consumption and then those people who were used to being pretty hydrated started to feel like less calm more anxious Mm. more tense Interesting. Um, less content. So anyway, point being is those are the reasons for your mental health, why staying hydrated is important. So what do people do now that we have basically scared them about the water they're drinking and we are put probably, I hope we're not putting people at risk for being dehydrated because they don't want to drink their water. But yeah. what, what, um, what can people do? Well, what they don't have to do is they don't have to go out and buy bottled water exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with that. Um, but your best in bet... In fact, bottled water in plastic bottles can all actually make the long-term problem worse. Yes. Because we've got all these microplastics yes. in our water supply that will eventually get in our public water supply. Yes, exactly. And depending on that plastic bottle, like... If you, you've left it in the car, it can leach some of the plastics out into the water. Um, I always think about the, the delivery trucks driving around mm, yeah. with those water bottles, especially this time of year. I, anyway, 
I'm not anti-bottled water, but it's not my go-to. So ideally, you want to filter your water. If this is something that you're worried about, if you guys drink a lot of water from home, you want to have a water filter. And I'm going to go here and say, and I I rely on my refrigerator water filter right now. And I'm going to go here and say that is probably not adequate. No. After doing... So in a couple minutes, Carolyn and I are going to recommend a couple brands to you, and you'll understand why when we get there. But after looking through some of the reports and looking at brands, I'm thinking to myself, there is no way that my refrigerator at home with the the water filter that comes with it is filtering out things like lead and PFAS. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe some chlorine. Yeah. Yeah, but not those Mm-mm. harder to filter Mm-mm. ones. But you just did a deep dive into water filters for work. So this is perfect timing. I did. Because I don't know I don't know all the science behind all the different types as well as you. So you wanna look for um, an NSF certified water filter. Okay. We've talked about NSF on the podcast before in relationship to supplements. Um, NSF is just an independent organization that does third-party testing of products in the food, like water and health space. So that's why, like, we've talked about them when it comes to different supplements. Um, when it comes to water filters, they have a few different certifications that they offer. Like, if you go to their site, you can see a list of okay. different um, – I'm going to call them types of filters, but when I say type, I don't mean like on the counter in a pitcher attached to your faucet. I mean like different types of water filters. Different um, methods? Yes, methods, and um, they have different like ratings um, will filter out different contaminants now let's just say that up front one thing we did find is there currently is no water filter that filters out all contaminants correct what there are filters different methods of filtration that are really good at certain substances and less better at other substances so you kind of have to pick and choose a little yes for sure and the nice part is if you're willing to go through the reports on NSF's site, you can find particular brands and types of filters. Um, and Sorry, now when I say types, I mean like pitcher, sink, whole house, that sort of thing. You can find all of those recommendations based on what you want. The other thing that I, I learned as I was looking for specific brand recommendations for for listeners, is that if the site is if the product is NSF certified mm-hmm. and it filters out things like PFAS or arsenic or lead or whatever, their their site is going to tell you they they want you to know that like not only do they filter this out but that NSF says they filter it out. Okay. So one of them that we tested at work that was very highly rated. I went and I looked at it to see because I thought that it was a, a filter that that would, and they very clearly were like, we we can't guarantee how much of like PFAS we get out of the water. Oh. Uh, whereas others were like, we've done the report, we guarantee. we've been certified by NSF, like very very clearly, like okay. outlining it. So 
So y'all tested a bunch. We did. We tested a bunch at work. Um, my friends over at Food and Wine tested some. So maybe we should start with one of their recommendations. Yeah. Um, because this one made the list, and then the other two um, were ones that we found um, that also filtered PFAS yeah. out. And we're going to link these in the show notes. Yes. So Lark is a brand um, that if you're familiar with – I feel like Brita is a household name. So if you're familiar with Brita, a Lark um, water filter pitcher. It's a pitcher. It looks a lot like a Brita. Okay. And Lark is spelled L-A-R-Q. Yes, it is. The other thing I think that's important to note, like you pointed this out, Carolyn, when we were looking at them, is they're not necessarily – like you're going to have to shell out some decent money. We're not talking necessarily about like – $15 water pitcher right. here. But it's going to do a better job than your Brita, and it's probably going to last longer. Yes. And so we have a range here. So Lark, from a price standpoint, kind of falls in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. The bougiest one, from a price standpoint, is the Berkey, which okay. if if you're familiar with Berkey's, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it's a stainless steel filtration um like canister uh, if canister that sits on your counter it's decent sized i've never had one everybody i know who's had one swears by it like loves really? it yes they think it is the cat's meow i have one friend actually who she's like i swear i don't understand why the water still tastes cold when it comes out of this thing so do you have to like pour water in it yes so there is there a um, type of Berkey that you can get that attaches to the faucet or no? I don't know. know. That's a really good question. Um, the next brand that I'm going to talk about, they have a whole bunch of product uh, products in their product line that filter out PFAS, and they do have a kitchen sink attachment yeah. that you can get. And if you don't want a kitchen sink attachment, I believe they also have the under the counter like under the sink attachment you can do as well that you can do as well Mm -hmm. um so the third brand which is probably offers the most affordable options Mm -hmm. is called zero water i had never heard of them before um and i didn't recognize their their branding either however zero water has a pretty robust product line in terms of like of offerings of like in the fridge on the counter um like the faucet mount filters they so they're uh, like a great if you are looking for a variety of options or if you're very specific about what you want and maybe lark or berkey doesn't you know fit your aesthetic or your lifestyle the other cool thing about Zero Water is they have a um, a tester that comes with or attaches to some of their products. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, and I'm looking here. Like a 10-cup pitcher for the Zero Water one is around 30 right yeah. now. Yeah. Now you do have to buy filters to replace in them. Um, but you're going to have to do that yeah. for, for everything. Yeah. Um, and that may be where the more, more the cost is because I'm looking at – like a 10 cup pitcher with three filters and then it's like more like 75. Yeah. So it's probably the filters are probably where the cost is. Yeah. A lot of times the filters will say like, oh, you know, or not the filters, but the the company will tell you like, oh, this is about when you should change out your your filter. Um, 
if you're like me in the old college days where I had a Brita because mm. that was just what we did. Yeah. Um, and you had no recollection, like, when did I put this in? When do I need to replace it? A general rule of thumb is that when it starts to filter really slowly is probably when you might need to do a replacement. Uh, yeah. So. It's bad about replacing those. Um, but we'll link those three in mm-hmm. the show notes so that you can go learn more about them. But I really would encourage you to go take a look at NSF's site and dive down, dive through it because they do have recommendations for like whole house um, filters. They have recommendations even for like water bottle filters. Yeah. I don't know how many out there. I don't know how that works. Really Lark had some water bottles. Like, and do they like do the PFAS? I don't I, know, yeah. but they're they're out there. They exist. Um, if that's something that that you need. So, anyway. Yeah. Let's just filter our water, folks. I mean, I am very motivated now. Very motivated. I am too. It does take some thinking, like especially if you're using a pitcher, like if you're going to boil pasta, you know, like mm-hmm. I guess we should be using filtered water. It, it does take a little thinking. Yeah. I have to think through the type that I'd want. That you would want. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but so you can check your local water. They should have water quality results. I'm going to link the environmental working group site that I mentioned where you can enter your zip code and they will show you all the contaminants in your water that your city or municipality may not be showing you. Um, And then we're going to link these links to the three water filters that we mentioned. Exactly. And if getting a water filter isn't for you, like no judgment at all, maybe look at like other avenues of being exposed to PFAS and maybe that's an easier route for you to go. Good point. Just Good point. just in case we've really scared listeners and they're like, oh my gosh, we're not coming back because they're going to tell me I have to go buy something And else. in this 110 degree heat right now, it is not worth not drinking water. So true. And becoming dehydrated to avoid PFAS. Correct. You still want to drink water. Stay we're hydrated. Just looking at in the big picture ways we can get less contaminants in our water. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll come back with something maybe a little cheerier next week. Yes, it's kind of a downer. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.